You start, I start. Wait a minute. I like the way you open us better. So, all right. You start. All right. I'm opening. Here we are, a couple of dusty muffins. <laughs> and you're Julie Blacklow. Oh, and yes. I'm... Penny Legate. Thank you for introducing me. So, Julie and I were talking the other day. I was telling her a story. I said to her, I said, you're not going to believe what happened. My husband has a boat. And it's a relatively new boat. And so that means that everything is going wrong with it. <laughs> People don't have boats. It's like boats are a nightmare. Oh. Anyway. Oh, don't ever get a boat, anybody. No, so anyway, or, or a horse. Or a horse. Yes, yeah, same deal. Same That's deal. another yes, thing. Right. The floating depository. So anyway, he has he hires this captain to take the boat somewhere to get some work done on it. Right. They have to go up Puget Sound oh, up, up, up. And uh, I try to like tune out of this stuff. So the captain takes the boat and he hits something on the trip and crunches up and bends up the props underneath the boat. Oops. Yeah. So the boat's got major problems, right? And so Craig gets an estimate of what it's going to cost. He sends the guy the bill, the guy who crunched the boat. <laughs> He's got a, the guy who crunched the boat has a business, a, a boat repair business, right? He's got a business. And Craig said, I assume you'll just turn this into your insurance. He writes back this nasty gram that says, not only am I not paying for it, but I am firing you as a customer. (laughs) I'm sick of this. What? 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 I know. I screwed up the boat. I'm not going to pay the bill. And I'm ditching you as a customer. Okay. So you have just given the perfect example of what's going on in society today and a larger issue. Everything seems a bit broken and out of whack. Now I get that, you know, the COVID has changed all of our lives and made people pissed off and angry and sometimes justified and often not, especially in traffic. And I just had a weird incident, not dissimilar to your husband's with the boat. I needed to get an old statement from a credit card going back three or four months ago to figure out what something I had charged. I went online to KeyBank and it wouldn't let me in because I needed a passcode, not a password, but a passcode, which I didn't have, of course. And so I end up calling the KeyBank customer service line. It took me 20 minutes after, you know, to, to get a human on the phone who then proceeded to tell me, well, you'll need your passcode. I said, that's why I'm calling you. Because <laughs> I don't. I, I don't have a fucking passcode. I don't have the passcode. She mm-hmm. says, well, then we can't help you. I said, wait a minute. Can I reset it? She said, no. I said, well, wait a minute. I've been a customer of your credit card for maybe 25 years. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me there's no way you can help me get my passcode. She said, no, you'll need to know your passcode. I said, I told you I don't have the passcode. I don't know it. You know, it's enough trouble to remember your passwords for everything, which is insane in and of itself. And so it went circular. I never got what I needed, never got through to anybody. And I'm stuck in uh, computer voice menu land, which, by the way, is another bitch of mine. I think in the 21st century, one of the worst inventions was the voice menu. Mm-hmm. Press oh, yeah. one for this, two for yeah. that. And when you don't this, have your seven. choice on there, then what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. So what the hell is going on? And where is everybody? Right. Mm-hmm. Where did everybody go? So we've all heard the stories of how people can't get plumbers and electricians and uh, roofers. And, and I'm not just talking about more of the trades. I'm talking about also like getting into a doctor. Or a um, vet. 
a veterinarian. Vet. Yeah. I heard a friend of mine had a kind of an emergency with their dog and they said, well, call us back in three weeks. Yeah. And um, it, it just seems to be pervasive through the whole society. Where'd they go? All the waitresses and the, and the nurses, phone operators, everything, everybody's gone. And you know, they have to make a living somewhere. So where did they go? I would where are they? <laughs> they know where, where they, they went. And, and some of the drive throughs aren't operated anymore because there's not enough people there. Yeah. You said you read an article in the New York Times about yeah. where did everybody go? I'm just going to remember a couple of things. One of the things that said that happened. So, you know, we had the great resignation, right? That's what right. they called it. And 40 million people, they say, left their jobs. So in retail, hospitality, uh, wait staff, et cetera, et cetera. One of the articles I read said that a lot of these workers haven't stopped working. They've just found better jobs in different industries. One of the examples they give in the article in the New York Times is that they say this guy worked at an Applebee's and his bosses, and I've worked in as a waitress, and I know that the bosses were always saying the customer's always right. The customer's always right. No matter how abusive they are, you don't argue with them. You don't stand up for yourself. And so this young man who was a waiter at Applebee's had somebody screaming at him because he the salad wasn't the right temperature and somebody spit in his face. I mean, bad stuff. <laughs> and then he realized, you know what? I, I think I need to be in a place where I'm important. He left and he went to a, a different, whole different industry, something that was higher paying, more flexible. I mean, people want to stay home too. That's the other thing after the pandemic is a lot of people want to stay home and work from home because it turned out to be beneficial for them, for their families and for pets and all that other stuff. Okay. So Applebee's now has changed its approach. They said now that the safety of the workers and guests are the priority and aggressive behavior will not be permitted. So maybe we're seeing, I mean, I'm hoping that people will come back into the trades and the service and hospitality industries when they treat their employees better. Pay well, that's a, that's a good paradigm shift that's happened right. as that's, a result that's, of it. That, that's, a, that's a good thing. But I still don't, you know, it's still frustrating the anger that's permeating in traffic or whatever you see people. And it's inexcusable behavior, but people are frustrated in terms of everything's broken. I, we're not going to, we don't talk politics here, but speaking of broken, <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. that system is uh, pretty, uh, pretty dismal. So well, I think our democracy is broken and yeah, I think that's really frightening thing. And I think that's, if you pay attention, and like you say, we don't like to talk about a lot of politics, but no. if you pay attention to what's going on, there's fear on both sides. Yes, it is a terrible divide. It's a, it's a us versus them, which is really tragically sad. Everyone's talking, nobody's listening. Yeah, good point. And that's true from the national, on the national stage, and certainly at local restaurants, you know, mm-hmm. people are just yapping and talking and angry and not listening. Mm-hmm. However, well, yes, you know, I've never really listened to anyone in recent times as much as I listen to you, my friend. Really, I found you, somebody that will listen, you, to yeah, listen to you. And the other thing was, I want to say for a bitchy, aggressive, dominating person such as I am, I own it. You corrected me a few weeks ago and I listened to you. I didn't react to it. I mean, I didn't overreact to it. I didn't take umbrage at it. I listened to what you were saying. And that's kind of a breakthrough for me. And and you corrected me about something. And that was a real turning point for me. And your husband corrected me too. When I was in a lather about something and he said, Julie, (laughs) you need to change your attitude. Maybe that's what we all need to do. I guess dovetailing off that, and thank you for 
yes. compliment. I tried the other day to put myself in a position of a person who really fears that the election wasn't fair. Okay. I tried to stand in that person's shoes. And maybe my life has been really hard. Well, my life has been hard. I mean, all of our lives are hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm just trying to imagine, you know, the fear and the hatred, distrust that's going on and why everybody's so angry. Then you have people on the other side that are angry because they're afraid. There's a lot of fear. Mm -hmm. Just for example, Julie and I were walking across the street the other day to have a meeting. You know, we weren't (laughs) moving especially fast, but there wasn't a, a car coming. And then this car zoomed up. And there was this old guy in there and he screeched to his brakes on it. You know, I had my hand out kind of say, we're here, we're here, you know, kind of putting the stop sign up for us. And he screeched up and he flipped us off. off. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, we started laughing because here's another example of things that are broken. Now, why would that guy flip us off? We didn't do anything wrong. We were really nice and we were making it across the street. He zoomed up on us. It wasn't about us. He's he's having a hard day and people are having a hard time. So it's good not to take these things personally. (laughs) You know, he, he went by too fast, so I couldn't return the flip. (laughs) <laughs> which I which I would have done, of course. But it's 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 hard to be on the receiving end of that crap. But I understand it. You know, when I used to run a horse ranch after I left TV news and went into managing a horse ranch, which was crazier than a newsroom, people used to come hard to believe. No, I, I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. People who own horses to own a horse is crazy anyway, maybe crazier than owning a boat, but we have to go back to your husband's dilemma. But people used to come to the ranch when I was the manager and bitch about the stall mats or their horse wasn't getting enough of this or wasn't getting enough hay or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. There's always something wrong at a ranch. Right. And so they'd bring it to me as the manager and I get that. And then I learned enough in my many years in television, interviewing thousands of people, I would say to them, what's really going on in your life? What is the problem? Are you having troubles with your spouse or your kids driving you crazy? It's not what it seems to be about. Yeah. And I think that's true with the guy who flipped us off and with people yelling at servers in restaurants, people Mm -hmm. screaming at each other. There's something else deeper, a, a disquiet and a lack of trust and discomfort on both sides that's really going on. And we don't know. We want it fixed, but we don't know how to get there. Right. Well, let me let me throw out an idea. So when you said if you'd had a chance to flip that guy off, you would have. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Maybe we don't flip that person off, but we just smile and wave. Or, I mean, how yeah. can we be agents of peace and joy? I mean, it's really hard because I, I, I have a short fuse too. Sometimes, Julie, I know it's hard for you to believe that because I'm so sweet and nice and kind. Oh, oh I've seen <laughs> the other side of the penny. Yes, <laughs> I, I know. I know what she can do. Her, <laughs> fu- her fuse is longer, but once lit, look out. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. So, you know, when some guy in a pickup zooms up behind me on the highway and flashes his lights and I'm trying to get over it, my blood pressure just wants to explode. I hate that stuff. I go out in the mornings when I'm driving. I know that I'm going to run into aggressive people or people that tr- cut me off or, you know, somebody took my parking spot or whatever it is. So when I go out, I try to go out with sort of a a mantra of like, okay, okay, I'm going to be placed in situations where I need to be take the high road. I need to be kind. I need to be gentle. I don't always accomplish that. For our listeners who are going, I feel that anger too. I'm mad and I hate it when people overcharge me at the grocery or whatever, you know? So what can we do besides just having that sort of gentle approach to the day? <laughs> Your hug, fuse hug, gets lit. Hug the attacker. 
you know, when they come at you, embrace them. Yeah. I mean, that's really the opposite of what I want to do. I know it's hard, but, but that's what we have to do as individuals. Uh, when you're having a fight or disagreement with someone, you know, just reach out and hug them. It sounds simplistic and stupid and silly, I guess, sometimes. But if I could do it, anybody. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to be waiting to see when you hug the attacker. I haven't seen it yet. (laughs) And and if that guy flips us off again, I'll give him a big smile. And if he'd stop long enough, I'd give him a kiss. So there you go. Okay, one more more suggestion here. And then we can wrap this up, I guess. But here's another thing. Last night, went to this local pub place and uh, had a burger. I was so appreciative of being able to go into a little restaurant and have somebody bring me a beer, you know, a little salad and this and that. And I could see back into the kitchen. I could see that there were two people back there just working their butts off. You know, it was crowded. So when we were done, it had all quieted down. I said, just a minute, Craig. And I walked to the back and peered into the kitchen. And I said, I just want to thank you so much for cooking for us. I said, the food was so good. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you too and your hard work. Yeah, that's how you fix the world. They were so surprised. You know, that's what we need to do. Yes. The smallest I, little things. I, I, left a, I left a $20 tip at a taco time. Yeah. <laughs> the kid, you're, you know, don't you want your change back? I said, no, you keep it. Yeah. And that was the money I was saving for plastic surgery. But uh, <laughs> He needed it more than I do. Yeah, that's how we fix the world. So a lot seems broken. Not everything is broken. And I read somewhere, you know, that's how the light gets in where the cracks are. That's right. Thank you, listeners. If you're listening in your car and you're passing anybody or someone's passing you and flipping you off, just smile and wave. Yeah, it's it's hard thing to do, but it's a (laughs) step toward healing this troubled world. Amen. Love you, listeners. Love you. And hey, before we go, a couple of Dusty Muffins is all glued together by our production director, Clem Daniels. 